I'm Patrick Pelzel with Pelzel Harvesting Inc. in St. Lawrence, Texas. You're listening to the latest news in Texas, agriculture on Texas Ag Today. Welcome to Texas Ag Today, a daily look at the latest news in Texas agriculture. Texas Ag Today is produced by the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network with the largest farm news team in the Lone Star State. Now here's the host of Texas Ag Today, Carrie Martin. Hello, Texas. Thanks so much for taking time to join us for another episode of Texas Ag Today. All you've got to do is jump on in with us and buckle up. We're going to take a ride around the Lone Star State as we cover the most important industry in this greatest state in the nation, Texas agriculture. In the news today, cotton marketing is a bit slow right now. Of course, you combine the holiday season with somewhat low cotton prices and things really aren't moving. It's going to take some higher prices to make that happen. We'll have that story coming up to kick off today's show. My name is Kerry Martin. I'm your host along with the largest and most experienced farm news team in the Lone Star State. And we're all standing by to bring you the latest news in Texas agriculture. From the piney woods of East Texas to the rocky ranges of the Trans-Pecos. And from the Panhandle down to the Rio Grande Valley. We're seeing a pretty significant decline in the number of cattle in Texas High Plains area feed yards. And that means better negotiating strength for cattle feeders. I'm James Hunt and we'll have that story on Texas Ag Today. Protecting your livestock during this week's Arctic Blast. I'm Tom Nicoletti, and as winter has arrived, so have the extremely cold temperatures in Texas. I'll have more on Texas Ag Today. This is Jim Hearn in the Rio Grande Valley. Extreme South Texas is back in a warm weather pattern. The harvest of citrus, sugarcane, and vegetables all continue. We'll have those stories and more in today's report. We'll have those stories plus Texas wildlife news and a complete look at the markets all coming up. 2022 saw some historical cotton prices with the market moving well into the 120s this year. But that is not the case right now with cotton prices in the low to mid 80s. Gerald Key with Adobe Walls Gin and Spearman says prices need to climb a bit more before farmers will be willing to start selling cotton again. I mean, we're sitting at 80 cents down from a high in the high dollar 20s. So we've lost 33% or better of what it was. So there's not a lot of marketing going on right now. We're still hoping after the first of the year, some of these things will kind of line out. And if we could at least put a nine in front of it, I think we'd see some cotton move. But good prices for cotton seed are helping some this year. Cotton seed has been a great value to the farmers this year. They're netting somewhere between, oh, 14 to 18 cents per lint pound per bale. So that definitely helps. So that. 70 bucks a bale or 80 bucks a bale. They would net something over a dollar a pound if we could just get a nine in front of it. Prices for the 2023 cotton crop are currently just above 80 cents. The Texas Water Development Board is now accepting applications for fiscal year 2023 agricultural water conservation grants. Up to $1.2 million in grant funding is available to eligible political subdivisions and state agencies for agricultural water conservation projects. 
Applications are due to the Texas Water Development Board by February 8th. More information about the program and the application process is available on the Texas Water Development Board Agricultural Conservation website. Texas rice growers faced a tough year in 2022, just like all other farmers in the state. But rice prices haven't kept pace with the rise in other crop prices, putting rice growers well into the red. Combine that with a lack of irrigation water and we could see a drop in Texas rice acreage in the coming year, according to Daniel Berglund, who grows rice in Wharton and Matagorda counties. If the market stays where it's at and doesn't go up and the cost of production stays where it's at, it's going to be hard to get a loan, you know, when you're booking a negative cash flow. If you're able to prove up yields that could create the cash flow you need, that's not going to be as big a problem. But I see the land that has other options might go to other commodities. A lot of our land in Wharton and Matagorda County that's in rice now really isn't suited for other crops. So you're kind of limited to what you can do on those acres. Berglund says some disaster relief from Congress would be a big help right now. We're seeing a significant decline in the number of cattle in Texas feedlots. James Hunt tells us that gives cattle feeders more negotiating leverage. In recent days, local fed cattle prices in the cash market have been running around $1.55 per pound. Brady Miller of TCFA, the Texas Cattle Feeders Association, says that price level offers the potential for positive margins. These animals should be coming out of the yard at a break-even to a lot of these animals are probably profitable today. So it's been a while since we've been able to make that comment and say that on a cash basis. So we're seeing some of this leverage going from the packing industry to the feeder side, which is very, very good. Finally, about time. The leverage Miller refers to is a result of the dramatic tightening of cattle supplies. Unfortunately for us to gain this leverage, we've had to endure a drought. Mother Nature has played a big hand in this, and we've been harvesting lots of cows over the last couple of months. And we keep talking about when are we going to see these numbers drop in the feed yards, and we're starting to see that. Indeed we are. Miller says TCFA estimates that in the three-state area of Texas, Oklahoma, and New Mexico, the number of new cattle placed in feed yards last month was down by about 19% from November 2021 levels, while marketings, the number of cattle sold to packers, were up by about 3%. Placements are down. Marketings are still running pretty high, running pretty good. That only leaves one thing, and the one thing that we'll see is fewer animals on feed. And this month, we saw a pretty good drop. Last couple of months, I think we've been running in that 99 to 100. Maybe one month in there, we've been running 101 on feed year over year. Uh, but today, we're at 97 percent. Putting it another way, a three percent drop for the three-state cattle on feed number. I'm James Hunt on the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. The Arctic cold is moving across Texas as we speak. Tom Nicoletti says that presents a lot of challenges for livestock producers. My guest in the Waco studio today is Tracy Tomasic. He is Texas Farm Bureau Livestock Specialist. And uh, Tracy, winter uh, 2022 is here, but so is an Arctic blast that uh, this week is covering Texas and much of the nation. What should people do here, uh, ranchers, to uh, make sure their livestock are going to get through this uh, without any issues? The winter weather conditions are severe, just like uh, any year when we get into this point. 
The first thing that folks need to prioritize is making sure that their livestock have plenty of feed and water available when the the temperatures drop to these extreme lows. Yes, and certainly uh, cattle, uh, sheep, goats, horses, any type of livestock need to be uh, uh, watched uh, with a close eye by ranchers. These conditions, uh, even though they'll persist for days, the livestock are acclimated to them, and as long as we can keep them fed, they'll make it through without any tremendous issues. And one thing that we can be thankful for is that this cold blast of air is not coming with much moisture, so that's going to make things a lot easier on livestock as well. Speaking of moisture, since we last visited in the fall, a lot of moisture has fallen over Texas, and the drought monitor is uh, looking much better. Since uh, early September, Texas has really received some very beneficial rainfall for the livestock owners that plant winter pastures. It's really uh, turned the table in regards to forage availability. There's reports of really good wheat and oat crops and ryegrass already popping up out of the ground. So if this winter chill that's upon us doesn't damage it too much, we should be looking at a winter with at least a little bit of grazing potential as we move into January and February. That is Texas Farm Bureau Livestock Specialist Tracy Tomasic. I'm Tom Nicoletti with the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. The Arctic temperatures may be moving across Texas right now, but way down in deep south Texas, it's been a warm fall. Jim Hearn has an update from the Rio Grande Valley. Extreme South Texas had 10 days of cool weather, which started the natural coloring of citrus. The valley got some much-needed rain, but frankly, that's all behind us now. As we move closer to the end of the year, we've gone back into a rather warm weather pattern. Daytime highs have been in the upper 80s, lows only near 70. Lake Amistad elevation is now at 46.9% full and uh, has been now steady for the past 30 days. Falcon Reservoir is also steadied at about 14.6% full. That's about still 40 feet below conservation level. Water usage has decreased quite a bit now and should not be active again till well until we hit next spring. The harvest of oranges and grapefruit, that's underway. The fruit a bit smaller than usual, but prices have certainly been outstanding. The valley should harvest about 65% of its pre-freezed tonnage. Hopefully next year we should be near normal. And that, of course, will bear any cold weather freezes. Sugarcane harvest is moving rapidly. The dry weather has certainly not slowed down the harvest there. The harvest of cabbage, carrots, salad greens, that also continues. And even planting of some winter watermelons has gotten underway. This is Jim Hearn in the Rio Grande Valley. Anglers in Tom Green County could see some changes to fishing regulations in the 2023-2024 season. I'm Jessica Domel, and I'll have that story coming up on Texas Ag Today. We see some wild temperature swings here in Texas during the winter, and that is tough on livestock. Texas veterinarian Dr. Bob Judd has more on that coming up next, right here on Texas Ag Today. Texas Farm Bureau has served farm families in rural Texas for nearly 90 years. We're pleased to offer new affordable health care coverage choices for all Texans through Texas Farm Bureau Health Plans. You do not need to be a member to inquire and apply. Plans are available anytime. There is no open enrollment period. Our United Healthcare Choice Plus network of providers is one of the largest available. For more information about the different plans, how to apply, or to get a quote for you, your family, or your small business, visit tfbhealth.com. 
We're keeping you informed on everything happening in Texas agriculture on Texas Ag Today. We see some huge swings in temperatures here in Texas during the fall and winter. We can be 80 degrees one day and drop to sub-freezing the next. Dr. Bob Judd says that is very hard on livestock. In Texas, we may have high humidity and temperatures in the 80s, only to be followed in just a day or two by sleet, snow, and cold north wind. The Texas A&M Veterinary Medical Diagnostic Laboratory offers several tests to evaluate animal health during the winter. Dr. Guy Shepard is a diagnostician at the lab, and he indicates that although most livestock are adaptable, shelter is required to protect them from the cold and wet conditions. Cleanliness of these shelter areas is important, as organisms that cause disease survive in dirty and contaminated environments. Removing the manure and replacing the bedding in your barns and other shelter areas can help the animals stay healthy. I know this is a chore no one wants to do in bad weather, but removing the dirt, old hay, urine, and manure from the areas of shelter can really help decrease illness. Another concern is immunity, as cattle or other livestock that are lying on cold and wet ground in old hay and manure have decreased immunity to fight off disease-producing organisms. They are also exposed to more disease-producing organisms by breathing in mold and bacteria that live in these environments. Another concern is water, as in Texas, we generally do not consider that the water could freeze in a small stock tank until it happens, and we are usually not very well prepared. The week-long extremely cold temperatures we had in 2021 caused major problems watering livestock, not only due to freezing the water, but loss of power to pump the water. Lastly, consider testing your hay for nitrates, as nitrates never leach out of the hay, even over a several-year period. I'm veterinarian Dr. Bob Judd. This is the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. Anglers in Tom Green County could see some changes in fishing regulations soon. Jessica Domel has the details in today's wildlife report. Anglers in Tom Green County could see some changes to fishing regulations in the 2023-2024 season. Texas Parks and Wildlife Department staff previewed proposed changes at a recent meeting of the Parks and Wildlife Commission. In Tom Green County, proposed changes would impact largemouth bass regulations on Lake Nasworthy. Michael Tennant, TPWD Regulations and Policy Coordinator for Inland Fisheries, said if passed by the commission, special exceptions to statewide regulations would be eliminated. Lake Nasworthy is a small reservoir on the southwest side of St. Angelo in Tom Green County. The largemouth bass population has a long history of slow growth, poor size structure, and body condition. In 2015, a 14 to 18-inch slot length limit was adopted intending to improve size structure and body condition. Over the past seven years, creel data show low harvest and fisheries management survey data show no changes in bass abundance, condition, or growth. Harvest of largemouth bass under the slot length limit is needed to restructure the population. Tenants said anglers participating in bass tournaments on the lake have voiced their displeasure with the slot length limit. An angler opinion survey reveals most anglers on the lake would prefer a return to statewide standards. The potential rule change would return to statewide standards as special exceptions are no longer needed, which would consist of the same daily bag limit and a 14-inch minimum length limit. That was TPWD's Michael Tennant. TPWD is expected to present the proposal to the Texas Parks and Wildlife Commission at its meeting January 25th and 26th in Austin. For the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network, I'm Jessica Domel. 
It was a very positive day in the agricultural markets on Wednesday. Higher prices for just about every commodity. We'll check out all of Wednesday's livestock, cotton, grain, energy, and financial markets coming up next. Keep it right here on Texas Ag Today. Parenting is full of surprises. You never know what to expect. So after our son was born, I called my Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent to set up a life insurance policy in case something happened to me. Sawyer is now two. And we'll soon have a sister. There's no one else I would trust with protecting my family. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com for an agent you can trust with life's most important decisions. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. We're giving you the market information you need on Texas Ag Today. It was a pretty good day in the agricultural markets on Wednesday. Higher prices for just about every commodity. Very little red ink on the board. The cattle complex, not an exception. Good day for live cattle, seeing some impressive gains. December live cattle up $1.07, 156.12. The February up 212 at 157.70. And the April contract broke above 160. It was up a dollar 52 to close at 161.17. Feeder cattle seeing more modest gains. January feeders up 20 cents, 183.82. March feeders up 70 at 185.72, while April feeder cattle were up 87, 189.35. Cash-fed cattle trade still mostly quiet for the week. We do see some bids from the Packers at 153 here in Texas, but that is well under the asking price. Feedlots asking 156 to 157 this week. Box beef prices mixed Wednesday. Choice down 12 cents, 264.93. Select up 221 at 236.11. Now let's check the auction barns. We're walking the pens with Larry Marble. Seth Crane, my guest today. Seth Crane, Union Commission, Hondo Livestock, sold them on Monday. Seth, how was your last sale of the year? I ended up with a pretty good run, Larry. 372 head of cattle. Probably had somewhere around 55 cow, uh, cow market. They did add money to our cows, 42, up to 58 on the lower yielding cows. Our top cow was up at 84 cents. Lots of, lots of those cows bringing in the upper 70s, up into the low 80s. Had lots of good packer cows today. 79 to 88 on the bulls. Added money on the bulls as well. If we'd have had a good one, he'd have bring up there around a dollar four or five. On a pairs, handful that we had from 600 to 875, and a few little bread cows from 650 to 960. Calf and yearling market on this number one end of the cattle is just outstanding. These cattle sold right with those good wean cattle last week. Two to three weight steers, dollar forty-two to two twenty-six. Two to three weight heifers, one twenty-eight to one sixty-two. Three to four weight steers, dollar forty-eight to two twenty-two. Three to four weight heifers, one thirty-two to one seventy-six. Your four to five weight steers, dollar sixty to two twenty-one. Your four to five weight heifers, one fifty-two to one seventy-eight. Five to six weight steers, dollar forty-eight to one ninety-eight. Five to six weight heifer, one thirty-five to one sixty-nine. Six to seven weight steer, dollar thirty-eight to one sixty-three. Six to 
seven weight heifers, 128 to 158, and seven eight weight steers and bulls, 122 to 150, seven eight weight heifer, dollar ten to 132. This is the last sale of the year. Our next one will be on January the second. Sure, a bright spot here in the market here at the end on the on the cows and the calves alike. Hope it carries through to next year. If we can do anything for you over the holidays, feel free to reach us. 830-741-8061. Give me on my cell phone, 210-288-3960. And for any updates and information, visit us on Facebook or HondoLivestock.com. Everybody have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Neighbor, that's our livestock auction market report for today. We'll see you next time right here as we walk the pens. I'm Larry Marble for Texas Ag Today. Thanks, Larry. Back over to the futures market now where we see impressive strength in the hog market on Wednesday. February hogs gaining 415, 8840. April hogs up 310 at 9527. Class 3 milk was slightly higher. Nearby December milk up 3 cents at 2055 100 weight, while January milk was up 7 at 1880 100. The cotton market continued its slow, steady climb upward. Looks like we've seen a decent rally here at Christmas time. Short covering said to be a big factor in the trade on Wednesday. March cotton up 46 points at 88.30. May cotton up 48, 87.63. With new crop December cotton up 13 points, 83.79 cents. The corn market seeing improved export prospects. That boosted the March contract 10 and a quarter higher. It closed at 662 and a quarter. May corn up nine and three quarters, 661 and three quarters, while new crop September corn was up five and three quarters at 615 a bushel. The big Arctic blast moving across the high plains continues to support wheat prices this week. Double-digit gains in both hard and soft wheat on Wednesday. March Kansas City wheat up 17 cents, 864. New crop July up 15 and a quarter at 849 and a quarter. Soft wheat, same story with March up 17 and a quarter, 767 and three quarters. New crop July up 17 and a half, 779 and a half. In the energy markets, January natural gas gained 10 cents, 542. February crude oil up 220 at 78.43 a barrel. The financial markets were higher Wednesday afternoon. The Dow up 493 points, 33,343. The NASDAQ up 159 points at 10,706. The S&P up 54 at 3,875. That wraps up our look at the markets, and that wraps up this edition of Texas Ag Today. My name's Kerry Martin. Hope to see you back here next time as we cover the most important industry in this greatest state in the U.S. of A, Texas agriculture. Thanks for listening to Texas Ag Today. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. For more Texas Ag news and information, check out our website at texasfarmbureau.org or tfbradio.com. Texas Ag Today is a production of the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network.